Hey everybody, hope all is well. Good to be back here for day 16 of our audio devotionals. Uh, I'm excited to be here and uh, looking forward to reading and reflecting on God's word together once again. Let's pray to get ourselves started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this moment. Um, we thank you for another opportunity to hear from you and to live for you today. Uh, we ask that you would make your word plain to us um, and help each of us identify what an appropriate response is to it today. Um, we ask confidently, we know that you're going to answer our prayers, and we're so grateful for that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Today we're going to read uh, John chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Now there was a Pharisee, a man called Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. I want to start with a question. What does it mean to be a Christian? I imagine there are a number of things that come to our minds, uh, even for those of us that are still deciding what we believe about Jesus. Uh, my hope is that at least a few of the mental pictures that come to us are positive ones, but I know sadly that uh, some are not. I'd wager that most of us believe that a Christian would read their Bible and pray and go to church, maybe even that they would help people in need or serve the poor. Some of us might assume that a Christian is a conservative person, maybe even that they only vote Republican. In the best sense, we might think that being noble or just or trustworthy or loving, uh, or as it has been said, being a good person is what it means to be a Christian. In the worst sense, we associate being a Christian with hypocrisy, someone who postures as being good or better than others, but is actually less noble or honest or loving than the non-Christians we know. I think Jesus sheds important light on this question 
of what it means to be a Christian in the passage that we just read. This was a vulnerable moment for Nicodemus. John tells us that he was a member of the Jewish ruling council. This would have been a highly respected position, a a religious position, a position gained only after decades of schooling and learning, a position that required the respect and affirmation of his peers. And it would have been a position that could only have been achieved if he had lived a pious life. A man in Nicodemus's position uh, would have been seen as a person who had the answers. He knew what to believe and who to believe. But then came Jesus. There was such debate about who Jesus was at this time, and Nicodemus had questions. The problem for him was that that questions and not having answers put him in danger of losing his reputation and his position. Like I said, he was vulnerable. So he came with his questions at night and and essentially asked Jesus, who are you? Given that as the question, Jesus' response seems to us uh, to be at least confusing and maybe also just plain weird. He answered that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. What does that even mean? I think Jesus was reading between the lines of Nicodemus' inquiry. Nicodemus wasn't just making nice observations when he called Jesus a teacher who had come from God with the power of God. He wasn't just asking Jesus who he was. He was asking Jesus if he was the Messiah, God's promised Savior. When Jesus responded about the kingdom of God, he was using language familiar to Jews generally and to Nicodemus particularly. The kingdom of God was associated with the Jewish belief of an age to come when the disease and death and darkness of the present age would be done away with and a new age would emerge in which creation would be restored to its original glory and God's people to their original status of rightness with God and power in the world. They would be led into this new age and into this new kingdom by God's chosen one. In his answer, I think Jesus was saying, I am the chosen one. And even more than that, I'm willing to lead you to the kingdom, Nicodemus. And and you don't have to wait. You can be there right now. But you need to know that you can't get there the way that you'd expect. You can't get there by knowing what is right. You, You can't get there with power or position in this world. And you can't get there by being good. In fact, you can't get there in who you are right now. You have to change if you want to get there. And you don't have the power to do that in your flesh. In his book, Mere Christianity, uh, C.S. Lewis draws a distinction between nice and new. Uh, To paraphrase, he says that The invitation of Jesus, the the ticket into the kingdom of God, that is what it means to be a Christian is not to be nice, it's to be made new. And I believe that the way we're made new is by believing in the one who was the first of the new creation, 
and then allow his spirit to begin a new creation in us. Let's think about Jesus' baptism for a moment. The, the account that we read from Luke's gospel yesterday. Luke told us that after Jesus came up out of the water, the spirit of God descended on him in the form of a dove. This picture reminds me of Noah on the ark. When the rain had stopped and the flood waters began to recede, when, when he released the dove to see if there was any dry ground, any place for life to once again exist on earth. Eventually it did, first bringing back a tree branch, then never returning because it had found a place to nest and to start something new. In the same world way, in, in a world flooded by sin, the Holy Spirit landed on Jesus and showed the one place where it could rest and revealed the person uh, from whom the new humanity and the new kingdom would emerge. You must be born again, Jesus told Nicodemus. In other words, you must be made new, Jesus told him. That begins when you believe in me, when you share my identity as a child of God and a citizen of the King. When the Holy Spirit lands in your life and starts something new in you. If all of this is true, then we would do well to pause and reflect and evaluate where we stand. Have we become new? In other words, has Jesus made any change in our lives? Has our belief in him confronted and killed our need to prove ourselves by being good? Do we experience the freedom of simply living with God and then being free to be ourselves? Has our faith in him resulted in new desires and new ways of living? Do, do we talk more like him, forgive more like him, love more like him? Are we free of old destructive habits and patterns? Now, none of us are perfect, of course. That isn't the point here. Um, but what has been the arc of your life? I have to end by encouraging you, especially if you feel like the honest answer to all of those questions is, well, not really. I haven't really become new. I don't look much more like Jesus today than I did a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. It's okay. It's okay. Jesus is still here. And just like Nicodemus is still ready for you to follow him in faith into the kingdom of God. The past is over and gone. We can't go back, but we can decide today. We can decide right now what we want for the future. Eternal life, life that starts right now, is waiting for you in Christ. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus, we look to you humbly. We, we praise you for who you are and all that you offer us in yourself. Uh, believing in you is so simple when we read the words on the page, but for many of us, it feels difficult to take that step. It, it feels like jumping off a cliff. Please give us the assurance that we need to take that step of faith, to, to confess our sin and our need for you, to believe in your saving grace, and to begin the process of being made new. We ask it according to your character, 
and identity. Amen.